is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today on these Thursdays. The voice of the Golden Gophers and the sports director at MNN, Mike Grimm, joins us. And uh, Grimmer, well, uh, uh, I, a tough week last week for the Gopher football team. They they have a lead. They can't uh, hold on to that lead uh, against Northwestern. Then they get beat in overtime. Kind of a tough Saturday for the Gophers. Yeah, that was a hard one. That was, um, you know, you had a 21-point lead against a team that pretty much everyone figures is going to finish last in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. It was 31-10 with about 11 minutes to go. And, um, man, it just um, it started going the wrong way, and you just kind of had a sense. I, You know, it's one of those things. I, It never entered my mind. You know, it's 31-10. I'm like, okay, you know, you, it, it's, you know you're going to win this game. And then when they went on the three-play, whatever it was, 769-yard drive, I think, um, where, where uh, their kid Bryce Kurtz caught all three passes mm-hmm. and, um, and got the touchdown, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, okay, well, this is a ball game now. And um, sure enough, they just kept going, and the momentum they never could they never could shut it off. So, um, you know, just not a good loss at all. Um, I, you know, I, I I think maybe Northwestern's a little better than what we thought, but they're not a great team. They're mm-hmm. not going to win a lot of games. So it puts you in a little bit of a of a predicament if you want to win. You know, if you want to really accomplish some stuff in terms of winning the Big Ten West, because that's a game that. You know, most everybody else, I think, in the division is going to get. So, so not only do you have it up against you because you got Ohio State and Michigan on the schedule and you're at Iowa and all that stuff, um, now you've also now put this thing in the middle of it. And at this point, obviously, that's that's not a concern. You just got to go start winning games and, yeah. and see where, where you go. When Glenn Mason was the head coach, uh, you know, it felt like he would take his foot off the gas when the Gophers had leads. And, and a couple of those lead, big leads were lost then. That... I don't know that that's what uh, Fleck did. Uh, it's oftentimes because one coach has a lot has respect for the coach across the sideline, and they don't want to embarrass him. And it seemed like yeah. Glenn would kind of shut it down, and that cost him a couple of times. Did that happen Saturday? Uh, I don't think it happened Saturday. I, I, I and I, the, you know, I was only here one year of the Mason era, but mm-hmm. I followed it close enough. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think it would. This was a little bit like some of those Mason games mm-hmm. in that. The defense, um, you know, Mason's over the years. The defenses on those teams were, um, they would get, they would find this momentum going the wrong way, and all of a sudden they couldn't stop anybody. And um, and then then all of a sudden you try to play. And I think this is what happened with Minnesota. You got they kind of got caught in between. Um, gosh, you know, you got a twenty-one point lead. Just just milk some clock here, even if you're not scoring. And mm-hmm. look, ninety-nine out of a hundred, you're going to win. Just, just melt clock. They're not going. They're not good enough to score against you. You know, for the four times necessary to win the game, mm-hmm. and you, you got. You know, and, and this in this case, uh, they were, and they got you. And um, so, I actually, I think there's some 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 comparison there. You're right. And Mace really had it happen quite often. Unfortunately, it ultimately, it cost him his job. Remember the mm-hmm. Texas Tech game, um, which was his last game down at, in, in Arizona. I was at that game. Um, I forget. I think that was a thirty-point lead, maybe um, mm-hmm. something like that, that they blew to, to a Mike Leach coach, coach Texas Tech team. Um, in PJ's case, it's interesting because 
I've, 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 it hasn't been funny, I guess, is unique, I guess. I don't know what the right word is. Everyone's like, oh, same old gophers, you know, there they go again. And in Flex's case, that's not the case at all. Um, he was in his career before Saturday, 40 wins and two losses when he entered the fourth quarter with the lead wow. of any kind, any type of lead, 40 and two. Um, and this was this was easily the biggest uh, you know point deficit that uh, he allowed uh, an opponent to come back. They a weird game. They lost. Um, if you remember, they lost a game where they had a 17 point lead in the second half at Maryland in overtime mm-hmm. when um, when the Gophers missed an extra point kick at the end of of the bottom half of the first overtime. That was the COVID year. No fans. Um, it was the first road game of the of the no fans COVID year, and that game was a little unique because Minnesota was down 14 early. They were down 21 to seven early in the game, and then scored like 31 straight points to go up 17, and then blew that lead and lost. So that game was even kind of just one of those weird, wacky ones. This one fell into the more like, man, what the heck happened? Uh-huh. So it really hasn't happened that much, and um, and I think that's. Maybe that's part of why it was. It, part of why the loss was so bad is just because the circumstance of it, the, the perception, and I think it's true. Uh, you know, sometimes perception is not true. I think it's true that, you know, that this is just not a very great Northwestern team. It's a program in turmoil. That's a game you just figure you're going to win going in, and then you figure you're up 21 <laughs> points, 31 to 10 in the fourth quarter. There, you know, so to lose that game, that was. You know, in PJ's time, it is, in my opinion, it's probably the worst loss they've had. I think that's it's a worse loss than the Bowling Green loss, which, um, again, going back to it, that's not like, oh, here we go again. The Bowling Green loss is only one of two losses in seven years that PJ's had in, in the non-conference game, yeah. right? Yeah. North Carolina two weeks ago and that game, those are the only two non-conference losses he has. So. Um, boy, they're, but but boy, I guess if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and they um, they they did it in spectacular fashion on Saturday night for sure. Yeah, I, and then there was uh, you know when they lost to Syracuse, then it became well they were bowling orange. Now this one is bowling purple, uh, unfortunately oh, against yeah. uh, Northwestern. When you're sitting in the booth and you're seeing things kind of go south a little bit, did you ever have a, a little feeling of dread, or were you optimistic right to the end? No, I. Uh, um, it was it, it was funny because I asked PJ, um, and I knew uh, on Tuesday's coaches show, I knew I know that his belief is that he does not believe in momentum, mm-hmm. um, that momentum is 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 he called it pixie dust in, on the show Tuesday. That okay. it's more look, you can look, you can look at the film. Here's what happened: the fundamentals went away, um, they executed, we didn't, and I think all that's true. Um, so then I rephrased the question and said, "Well, when when did um, when did the execution switch that w- you went from executing well enough to leading thirty-one to ten to not executing?" And he said exactly what I felt in the booth when they scored on the three-play drive. Uh-huh. Um, at, at that point, I don't know what happened, and and I like I said earlier, I I did not you know that never entered my mind when it was thirty-one ten. And all of a sudden it's thirty-one seventeen, and that, now thirty-one twenty-four. And you're like, okay, well, thirty-one twenty-four. That's a ball game. That's seven nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 um, you know, and and then um, there was this kind of dread. You, 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 um, you're just hoping to hang on, mm-hmm. and that hasn't been, you know, they, we just haven't had that type of a feel. You know, the, the Gophers have certainly lost games, of course, but not not in that manner uh, in yeah. recent years. It, you know, if they've lost, it's been either a, a blowout where they were out of it or a tight game. Um, they just haven't blown big leads. Um, you know, like I said, they're 
Now, you know, they, they, they're four, he was 40 and two when he had the lead heading into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. There were, some of those games he ended up, you know, um, eventually, uh, losing the lead, regaining the lead, losing the lead. And so, sure. I mean, he's lost more games than that, if, if it makes, if that makes sense, you yeah. know, but, yeah. um, it just, um, yeah, it was, I did, yeah, when, when they had that three play drive, I felt, I felt, I started to feel like, okay, uh oh, we're, we're, uh, uh, you know, that we could be in for a, a bad one here and they just never could recover and then that long uh the drive that uh, tied the game I, I, w- I always go back as you know we've talked about this but i always go back and watch the game because mm-hmm. sometimes um i'm like gosh i, I gotta see how that happened because you only get to see it once as you're doing it or uh, see if someone else had a different thought than than i did and that last drive i i'm not exaggerating there were there were probably eight different plays that in essence could have ended the game mm-hmm. because they had no timeouts um, and there were a couple, including the last play. I mean, uh, Jaw Joyner drops back in coverage, uh, and, and missed in, in rewatching it, missed it by maybe a foot, uh, getting his hand on that pass. And, you know, a foot is, 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 you know, inches, right? It's not that far. If he dives or just is there a step quicker, it's one step. Um, but the, to me, the bigger play was uh, the two plays before that. Um, they threw to a guy in the middle of the field, no timeout, short of the sticks, with like 15 to 10, 10 to 15 seconds left. And uh, one of the Gopher linebackers has a clear angle to make the tackle. And if you make that tackle, it, they probably can't get a playoff. Or if they do, um, it's going to be you know just a disorganized you know type of a play. And um, and and not only did he not make the tackle, he didn't even get a hand on the guy. He just he just somehow veered the wrong way and the guy gets the first down which allows the clock to stop and they spike it and now they've got a couple of plays to try to win it from the 11 yard line and that play would have ended the game and they had a sack that they didn't land and you know just those things and that's what i suppose as a coach you go back and look um i always like to watch the game back in addition to all the other things it's it does give you a new um because once the emotion's gone from it in the sense of you know you're not in it um <laughs> and it's going to sound a little coachy here, but the golfers played pretty well. I mean, yeah. Aiden Kelly, Manis, you know, if you if you remove all the emotion and take the take the sting of the loss away, um, that was pretty. That was a pretty encouraging performance by him. You know, mm-hmm. he he was really good in the first half. Um, I think they have to decide now. Like, okay, we, we got to let this kid, you know, go win the game more often. I think. I think what you were hinting at earlier too, in terms mm-hmm. of being a little more aggressive uh, and not, you know, trying to sit on a lead. Um, you know, if you really believe in this kid, then let him, yeah. let him, let him lead you to the promised land, so to speak, and, and use that rifle of an arm that he has. And and you know, I mean, Bryce Kurtz had seven catches coming into the game. He goes for ten and two hundred and fifteen yards. It sounds like uh, there was some holes to be found uh, in that Northwestern passing game. I mean, they they lit the Gophers up for 350 yards. Yeah, it was crazy. And the four, you know the fourth quarter was basically those three drives. I think they had like 180 yards in yeah. the fourth quarter. The defense was actually pretty good before that. Like I was encouraged um, by what they had been doing. They were getting threes and outs, um, and then they just they things just went haywire. So I think you bring up a good point. That, and, and remember, they gave up 400 plus passing yards the week before. Yep. But I think a lot of us were like, look, that kid, you know, he's going to be one of the top draft picks. Um, you know, I don't think he'll win the Heisman. I don't no. think he'll be close. But but um, but you know, that kid's pretty good. So yep. okay, well, Northwestern's quarterback 
look, he's a good quarterback. He had not shown anything this year. He threw for he was at Cincinnati the year before, and he threw for about twenty eight hundred yards. And he was at Eastern Michigan the year before that, and threw for thirty two hundred yards. So it, it, look, he wasn't a stiff. He you know he yeah. you know he 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 can play, but he had shown nothing uh, nothing like that. Um, and man, when he caught fire, he was finding things. So I think your 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 question is right. Is okay? Is this is this a blip, or is there something that they're finding either strategically mm-hmm. or personnel-wise, or you know whatever else um, that um, that North Carolina either exposed, or was this just one of those? You know, Fleck uh, kept trying to uh, say that look, it was just an execution thing, and the drops of the linebackers were different. They they quit doing what they were supposed to do, and so hopefully they shored up. They have to land some of those pass rushes. They they got into the defensive or the offensive backfield enough times, um, but they to to end up out of there. I think they only had two sacks. I mean, with what pass rush they had, that that should have been a five or six sack night. And that kid is okay. But he's not Drake May, and he's certainly not like the kid from Nebraska, where you can just, you know, you, you really got to be careful. And they allowed him to break free of the pocket and um, and gain yards, and he got some first downs, and those are, you know, on the scramble, and that's pretty demoralizing. So they have to be better. The pass rush is coming along, and they have to be better at finishing it now. You know, could, you know, get the sack, you know, yeah. tackle the guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, how does PJ feel now that we're in what year two or three of the? NIL year two, I think full season. Uh, you know how how is he feeling about that? Uh, does he feel like they're at a disadvantage and an advantage against the teams they're playing? I think he feels like they're at a disadvantage. He really, um, I was surprised how frontal he was on the coaches show Tuesday. If, mm-hmm. if people have not heard the coaches show Tuesday and want to go back, I, you know, there's there's places to yep. I think the Gopher web page and there's some apps, uh, Varsity Network and some others. And I hadn't heard him that frontal about it. Um, he, he, PJ went as far as saying if, if, if um, there's not more money raised um, and there's not ways that people want to agree to, you know, either uh, sponsor kids or, or have them do endo- you know, endorsements or whatever it is, um, he hit his quote on the show was uh, that Minnesota's going to end up just being a triple A team and we're going to find these kids like, uh, Bucky Irving, who uh, they they got out of Chicago, uh, he was uh, had a really nice freshman year, and then uh, you know Oregon, who has one of the biggest war chests in terms of uh, NIL money available, came in and swiped him away. And wow. I think the fear, and I'm, I'm my hunch is uh, part of what he talked about was as a result. It, well, I know the answer was as a result of a question that my colleague Justin Gard asked him about how, just how good Darius Taylor has been three straight weeks, yeah. Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Yeah. He is now an average yards per game leading the country. Really? And think think about this. He didn't play in the first game yeah. uh, much. He had one carry. Yeah. Um, and so he is, um, I mean, he his last three weeks have been 193, 136, and 198. At one point he was over 200 yards Saturday, and then he got that last tackle for a loss, which really was a key point in the game because – uh, it put PJ in a situation where he felt he had to punt instead of going for it, or they didn't get the first down. Um, but anyway, that 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 question uh, led him to this discussion, and I think there is certainly some fear that this kid has been so good that somebody like oh, wow. um, Oregon or an Ohio State or somebody could come in and say, "Look, uh, we got these deals in place for you if you'd want to come here." Um, I think the Gophers just lost the number one uh, hockey player recruit yep, in the country I yesterday. Saw that. Yep. And the rumors are that that was uh, Boston University. 
you know, they, they don't, you know, they are in a major market. They have big time alums. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a blue blood hockey program. They don't have to worry really about basketball and football. I mean, they're, I mean, they have teams, but, but their bread is buttered hockey wise. Yep. And so I think they put all their eggs in that basket and a lot of money is falling that way. And Cole Iserman is this kid's name. He is going to be a future NHLer. And the Gophers were really excited about having him come in. And, um, he is now uh, committed. He's from the Boston area, so it was a real upset that the Gophers talked him into coming here anyway. Um, and he would have enrolled a year from now. He would be, he would have been a freshman next year. Um, and there's even rumors that he might even you know he could forego all that if money is important. He could certainly sign a lucrative contract already. He's that good. He's mm-hmm. a little bit like Logan Cooley. But um, the rumors are that that was NIL related as well. Sure. So, um, and and when PJ said that Todd on the show, um, immediately there was social media reaction in a negative way. Uh, you know, and I get it. People in Minnesota, they have. I, I think I would say they have priorities in line, mm-hmm. maybe more so than uh, people in Tennessee or Old Miss or <laughs> Alabama, who you know that football is king. Yeah. And so people really, re- really reacted negatively to that comment. And so the question is, we may be getting to a point at you know, if you want to swim in the deep end, like Michigan comes here in two weeks. If you want to consistently compete with Michigan, it's going to be hard. And, you know, the, the NIL, um, even more so to me than the transfer portal, has only and will only increase the gap between those haves and those have-nots. And the Gophers really already were, uh, you know, in a fight. And now, um, you, know, it, it, you know, short of really uh, being able to create a lot of different things, um, the fight gets harder. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be wearing a crown for homecoming week this week? Well, I, 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 I'm going to go into the closet. I'm going to dig out my homecoming king crown from high school that I stole from my friend who actually was the homecoming king. Yeah, <laughs> Very good. Grimmer, have a great call. We'll be tuned in. All right. Sounds good. Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.